Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Good, man. Had a good weekend. I did, too, man. We enjoyed it. We had a friend that had some changes in his life, uh, you know, job changes, and his wife had a birthday, and we got to spend some time together with everybody celebrating this weekend. Small crowds. It wasn't against uh, COVID mandates or anything like that. Also, the third thing we celebrate is Florida State actually won a game. There you go. And they won it pretty decisively. Yeah, it was weird. I wasn't expecting that big number. (laughs) That's right. Sorry, Duke fans. There you go. Well, it was a good weekend for sure, man. We had a lot of time to spend together, and Mass was great. Yesterday was uh, Godate Sunday. Yeah. all of that. So it's, it's been a great weekend. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the show today. I've had, you know, God put some things in, in front of me again today and some people that have asked me to speak about this certain subject matter today. And we'll get into that in a second. Uh, but first, I want to remind everybody we are drawing closer to this Exodus 90 start date. You know, it's, I looked up today and I was like, man, it's the 14th of, of December. Mm-hmm. It has flown by since we started talking about this. So, really, in about three weeks, we're going to start this journey. Uh, towards freedom with Exodus 90. Yeah, it's right and, upon us, yeah. Right. So January 4th is the start date. So a lot of guys have reached out and told me that they've signed up on the waiting, you know, they've signed up to be on our waiting list. Um, I think we've got close to 50-something people on there now. So guys, like what you're going to uh, see next that happens is Exodus 90 is going to send you an email here shortly. Um, they're going to invite you to download their app. Uh, they'll walk you through the process. But what you need to be doing right now is if you've made your mind up, you're going to go through Exodus 90. One of the biggest parts of it is the power of fraternity having other guys to go through it with. It's going to be difficult, right? There's a lot of changes coming, uh, a lot of comforts that we're used to that are not going to be involved in our life for 90 days. You know, hot showers being one of them. You're not going to be able to drink alcohol. You're not going to be able to have snacks in between meals. You have a couple of days where you fast. Um, there's going to be, you know, exercise a couple of days a week. So you're going to need people to to help you through this and to be able to lean on and sort of what be what they call anchors, right? Your mm-hmm. anchor guy that keeps you... Um, focused and just encourages you and you're going to need to be that for the other people too so i'm excited to start this victor with you and the other guys that we have in our own little uh fraternity that started uh, and i'm also excited just to to hear from you guys as as fans of the show and patrons you know about your journey when we start at january the 4th so if you haven't signed up yet go to xs90.com slash john edwards sign up there and uh, xs90 will get you everything else you need to get started uh in the coming weeks but just start preparing, right? And talk to your family about the changes that you're going to make because it's going to affect them too. So before you sign up, make sure you talk to your wife and, and uh, your kids and everybody else else that's involved because this is going to affect them too. But once you do all that, we're excited to start that journey with you in January on the 4th. So the next thing I want to talk about too is just the patrons. Uh, we've just continued to have people signing up to be patrons. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of them. Uh, we've had Brian, David, Terry, Jeff, and Eugenio this week. So I really appreciate all you guys. Uh, we're getting out those patron gifts now. Uh, if you aren't sure what a patron is, if you're just new to the show or you just haven't heard these parts before, um, when you become a patron, you get several different things. One, you get to support the show financially, which helps us tremendously. You know, we have several things we're developing now in this virtue program for next year. We hope to have out in, in March that that costs you know money there. We're working on the uh, the messy Catholic with Deacon Jeff. We're moving closer to that. That obviously uh, needs to be funded as well. So there's a lot of things that we're working on. 
And uh, every time that you guys sign up to be patrons every month when you give money, it supports all of that and it helps us continue to do what we do here. But most importantly, it allows you guys to to take part in evangelization of other men. Um, you may not be present at the time, right, when, when something happens, but every time a guy listens to the show, um, there, there's a chance for them to be evangelized and for their hearts to lean more towards Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said before, we got an email from a guy the other day, hadn't been to confession in 30 years, and set up an appointment with a priest last Friday to go. Uh, that's amazing, right? And he said it was because of this podcast and the other stuff that we'd been doing. So know that your money is going to support that, and it's going to help a lot of other men. So if you want to become a patron, not only are you going to get to support that, not only are you going to get all these extra episodes of interviews that I've done with people like John Lee and I, John Lee and Eddie, Dr. Bob Shute, some other people, but you're also going to get access to some deeper dives that we do on the podcast every week. And then also um, you're going to be able to get great merchandise too, koozies, uh, great stoneware mug, shirt, all of that. So you can become a patron by going to justaguyinthepew.com and clicking support, or you can go straight to patreon.com. Uh, slash Pew Ministries and join there. If you're a guy that works at a company and they're looking for uh, an opportunity to give away some 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 donations at the end of the year for tax purposes, you can do that at donorbox.org slash pew where you can give a one-time donation there. All right, so now let's get into the show. So I was talking to a guy the other day, you know, and I've talked to several guys over the years that have sort of followed the same pattern where it's just, I want to be better. I want to start. I want to do all these things I know will make my life better, but I always fail right? I always fail. I always fall. And, you know, I, so I don't do it anymore because I know I'm going to fail. And it, it, it just, over the last few weeks, it, it it's brought to my attention. It's just come up in my mind during prayer and stuff about how many guys were raised in a way where if you're going to do something, you better do it right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like if you're going to put your, your foot in there, you better jump all the way in and get everything done right and perfect and sound. Well, perfectionism can be a problem for a lot of guys. You know, um, it, it, there's a lot to it. And if you don't know what perfectionism is, I'll give you a, a definition here. Perfectionism is a broad personality style characterized by a person's concern with striving for flawlessness and perfection and is accompanied by critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. So if you look at that first part, striving for flawlessness and perfection, not really anything wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with wanting to be really good at what you're doing or do it in a really good and, and sound way. But it's when it's accompanied by critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations, right? It's when perfectionism starts to be an obstacle in our life. And it can be. It can be one of the biggest issues that guys have with not being able to continue to grow because it leads to this negative behavior, right? If you, if you can't obtain this goal, these lofty goals that you set, you set yourself up to be uh, disappointed. You set yourself up to, be, um, to procrastinate to be depressed. There's a lot of stuff that can happen when you're, when you're, when you're shooting for perfection, but you can't attain it. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm just going to go into example of something I've learned from my life of of being in the business sector in the world. And I'm sure many people who are listening can probably share this as well. Well, a company I worked with, um, hired a, a dynamic guy. He's very, very smart, very capable. But when he was in front of the team, he said, my goal, my ambition is to be a CEO in the next two to three years. So that's a message he was telling himself to do that. But what we were hearing was that I don't care what, you know, I don't care much about you guys. You're just a stepping stone to get where I want to get to. Ambition is good. It has to be directed correctly. But when you're striving for perfection and 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 there's a goal and there's other people that can help you there, but you ignore that, 
then then what good is that, right? Yeah. In the in the sense of the business world, in the sense of the worldly world that we have. Sure. Now I know we're talking about mostly basic on the spiritual sector mm-hmm. of of our lives, changing it dynamically for us to kind of seek the perfection of our faith. But the thing is, is that I think we have to make small pieces each day. Am I correct in yeah, that? I mean, no, yeah. Because you can't look at it for the, from day one to your maybe you're seventy six years old or, or eighty. I'm going to be perfect all the way through. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, it becomes a burden in our life. Like you know, I got a quote here from Brene Brown. She's an author that does a lot on things like this about perfectionism and vulnerability and things like that. But she says perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when, in fact, it's the thing that really is preventing us from taking flight. And that is the case in a lot of guys' lives because it leads to that negative behavior that we were talking about a minute ago. You know, the first part I would say is is it leads to a fear of failure, you know, an attitude of why even try, right? All I do is fail. All I do is fail. So we just give up. I mean, how many times have you and I both heard in our men's group or in other areas where guys just say, well, what's the point? I'm never going to be able to get it right, right? I mean, every time I try to do a 54-day novena, you know, I I wind up missing a day or two, and then I just quit. Mm -hmm. And we build that mindset that if I don't do this just right, if I don't, if it's not perfect, then it's not going to be worth anything, right? But who's telling us that? It's not God. Right. You think if you do 50, you know, 49 days out of a 54-day novena, God's going to be disappointed? No, he's going to say, look, like, I'm so proud of what you've done, right? Like you you put out the effort, you've done something you've not done before. And yeah, you didn't do it every day, but I know in your heart you wanted to, all right? But as guys, all we hear is, well, I didn't get it done. I didn't get it done. I didn't get it done. And we, it becomes all about the negative part. So like guys start to tell themselves, I can't, and you know, I can't, I fail, you know, I'm going to fail. So why even try, mm. you know? So that is like, that excuse for men is like the kiss of death. Right, right, because well, I know sabotage, yeah, right, because right. we we've all said that before, right? Like I know I'm going to fail, so why even start in the first place? So you just defeat yourself, and you take yourself out of the game, you take yourself out of the race, and guess who wants that? It's not God, it's the yeah. devil, right? So that's the, one of the biggest things there. It, it becomes, it also becomes a pride thing, right? It really plays into that pride aspect, our ego, right? Because we don't want our ego damaged. Because if you do something and you think you can do it, and then you fail, guess what? that ego just gets annihilated, right? That pride starts to come in and swell and then you're upset and that's where that, you start to beat yourself up because you thought you were better than that and mm-hmm. I'm not and and that whole pride thing comes into play. It's not just the fear of failure, it's the effects on your pride and your ego afterwards. But it is, that's one of the biggest excuses for men is, you know, we remember we would read those books when we first started our men's group and I, got, I hated doing it, I enjoyed the books and I enjoyed the conversations we had, but I always hated reading books in a group because there were always guys that would miss a chapter and the next thing you know, they quit coming. And they mm-hmm. quit coming because they, well, I missed one, what's the point? Well, you can read two chapters in a week, right? You can catch up, like don't stop coming because you sure. missed a chapter. Well, and each chapter was different in its, in its own right. sense. Yeah. So, but, but all men need is an excuse, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then we start building in, I never can get this right, so why even try to be better? Why try to be this Christian man? Why try to be virtuous? I'll just be the guy that, that I always am because I'm never going to be any better. So that's what happens there. You know, the other piece that's really big is procrastination. You know, now people say, wait a minute, if you're, if you're a perfectionist, you're surely not procrastinating. But no, they go hand in hand together. Because as a perfectionist, we will sometimes worry so much about doing something so imperfectly that we become immobilized and fail to do anything, right? Like how many times have we done that? Like, well, I want to get to it, but I'm not going to do it because I, I, right now I can't do it the way that it needs to be done. I can't do it perfectly, but I'm going to get to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do it until I can do it just right. 
And it's a lie, right? We tell ourselves that, but all you're doing is making another excuse not to do anything. Yeah. Because you're afraid that you're not gonna do it perfectly. You're not gonna do it soundly. You're gonna fail. So you put it off. And, and I mean, procrastination is a huge problem with guys. And because of our perfectionist personality, you know, we put off putting effort into becoming who God wants us to be, and most of us never get around to it because it's always gonna be that thing we do later. I just need to shore up some more things in my life, right? I need to delete some things off my computer, God, and then I'll be right, whatever it is. But we make those excuses and we procrastinate growing into the man God wants us to be because we're afraid we're gonna fail. Well, procrastination is, is um, I think, inherent for many of us. Um, go back to like your first job. Mm-hmm. You know, you start out really excited about it, you got a paycheck, and then get, get so comfortable with the, the routine, right? And then guess what happens? The excitement or the joy that one's had about getting your first paycheck or whatever sure. is gone. And then you get to really know per- people's personalities. You kind of get be part of the, the advanced clique and like make fun of the manager or whatever <laughs> to where the, that last thing you do is like you really don't like looking forward to going, doing work, right? So procrastination, what it is, it negates yourself for future success. Yeah. That's what you're doing. And, and we had to be very careful to kind of know that if something is easy for us, don't get lazy, you know, you, you know, develop yourself in another way to where you can kind of get around that, that blockade and get better at what you think you need to, or you're, you're not doing well, at least. Right. Well, and, and, and so all that procrastination does is one, it, you know, you never wind up doing what God's asking you to right. do. And then two, it leads you to like the third part I wanted to talk about was like depression. You know, there's a lot of people that get depressed because they start out to do something, they overset goals, uh, and they're never able to complete them. So they concentrate on the negative instead of the positive. You know, that's one of the biggest problems with this perfectionism thing is none of us are perfect. None of us are ever going to be perfect, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we're not going to be perfect. We're imperfect creatures. And so uh, trying to achieve that perfection is always going to be a disappointment. And instead of focusing on the positives, we focus on the negative. Like I was talking to Angela about this and I asked her if I could mention this and she said, yeah, it'd be cool. But there's a lot of times like on a Saturday where she you, she gets up first thing and she's you know got her coffee going and she's like, all right, I'm gonna do all of this today. And she starts like, I'm gonna clean house, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, go to this store and take care of that, I'm gonna go to the grocery store, I'm gonna go take care of whatever we need at Sam's, I'm gonna run by the church and do this. And it's like 25 things. And I I just, every time I know, I was like, she's not going to get half of that done. And then she's going to be upset about it. And I'm sure like almost every time to a T, she gets home. She's like, I I didn't get, I still got five things. Now I'm going to have to do them tomorrow. I'm like, Angel, but look at all the things you got done. You cleaned Mm -hmm. house, you did laundry, you did all this stuff that like you set out to do. You didn't do every bit of it, but look at what you did. Like you spent time with the kids. You you did 90% of what you wanted to do, but you're just focusing on the negative. And that's why we can get down. Like I've seen her beat herself up because she didn't accomplish all this stuff she put on a list. I do it with this show a lot of times, right? Where I get upset on the day of oh, we're doing a show going like, man, come on, I can't get this thing right. And and it's gotta be perfect. And I gotta have everything I want down to say. And God's always laughing at me when it's over with going like, all you had to do was show up, right? Mm-hmm. All I wanted you to do was show up and put in the effort, like move forward each and every time and not sit here and try to make this perfect. It doesn't have to be. It just it requires your effort and my grace, right? Like that's what God wants from us. But we can get depressed with all this stuff. And you hear a verse like, you know, here's a verse people quote in the Bible all the time. It's Matthew 5, 48. So be perfect just as your heavenly father is perfect. 
well, gosh, I mean, you're like, really? <laughs> That's yeah. all I got to do? Okay. <laughs> and it sets yeah. up this right. thing where you, yeah. <laughs> you can get depressed real easy, right? right. Like, well, how the hell am I supposed to ever do that, right? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to be like God? Well, you can't You can't do that. Like, and, and what happens is we misread that verse. You know, when you look into it, teleos is a Greek word that is used there that's tra- translated into perfect. And what that actually means, it can mean perfect, but it is usually used to refer to maturity or wholeness, right? So it's not saying be perfect, like, because God is perfect and be God. No, it's just saying be whole, start to transform yourself, start to become what it is that God has called you to be. No, it's not saying be God mm-hmm. or, or don't ever have any faults or failures or, or stumbles. Could God, God doesn't care that you fall. Right. He cares that you pick yourself back up and you get moving in the right direction well, again. And the other word you said is mature, being mature yeah. in your faith, meaning that you spend time with God in prayer. Yeah, I mean, you, to you grow. just don't. Yeah, you just don't take it. You, you don't take advantage of the the situations in your life. Sure, you always are thankful for what you have given, whether it's blessings or, or sufferings. You are appreciative because you're learning either way. Sure, and it and it's a growth in the terms of like a mature in the growth of a person, like a physical growth, right. not like you know mature in my attitude. I mean, of course, that's part of it, mm-hmm. but it's it's to grow into what you're supposed to be, you know, which is to be like God. But to be perfect is not what God is asking of you. He's just asking of you to 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 put in the effort to grow, to become whole, to learn what He wants of you, and then to go out and do that. But so many people get depressed, you know, and I used to, I remember growing up, I used to look at um, or watch the Olympics with my mom, you know, when she was still here, she loved the Olympics, like especially ice skating and gymnastics, which were obviously summer and winter. But um, I remember I used to feel so bad for those particular athletes because that's one sport like where you mess up one little bit of an inch. Like you've had a the whole technical score, yeah, yeah amazing right. freaking routine of you know triple lindies or jumps mm-hmm. or whatever they are. Triple lindies, triple lindies. That's from uh-huh. uh, back to school. <laughs> it's a diving technique. That's right. But uh, <laughs> but no, like the, these people have spent like you know two minutes and thirty five seconds of a three minute routine, mm-hmm. perfect, and then one little landing funny or a, or a girl on a, a balance beam, right. you know, or jumps off and lands and then scoots forward a half inch by accident, mm-hmm. and the whole thing's trashed, right? And, and that's that's not the same way that God looks at us. The way those people were judged is not the way that God judges us. God is is looking and clapping at our routine, right? He's 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 happy and excited because of the work we've put in and, and, and the effort that we're showing and the longing we want to be better. Not because we went through life perfectly. He made us. He knows we're mm-hmm. imperfect, right? So it's not like that. God is completely different. So I want to take a couple minutes here and talk about that a little bit. We've talked about the negative aspects of, of you know trying to be a perfectionist and the impact that can have on us but let's talk for a minute about you know how to what it means to not have to worry about that to just be and do what god's asked us to do so number one i would say it's our own imperfection that we it's in our own imperfection that we find our need for god right it's the very fact that we are imperfect that means that we need him right that that's the beauty of our of of what we are and what our faith says is that we are people that needed to be saved. We are imperfect beings, and God completes us. His graces, His mercy, His love completes us and allows us to become what we cannot become on our own. You know, now if we get to heaven, we're going to become saints. We can't do that here on our earth by ourselves, but by His grace. And so we always have to keep that in the forefront of our mind. It's, it's to not focus on the negative, right? Like I was telling Angela, don't focus on what you didn't get done. Celebrate everything you did get done. 
right? Look at all the things, the way you've blessed me and the family and the people around you today with the things that you have achieved. Don't focus on the negative. That's not of God. You know, that's of the evil one. Does she receive that well? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. depends on the, no. depends on how the rest of the day has right. been going. Same here. I was just but no, my experience, yeah. Well, you can. there's a lot of things that you say that people don't want to admit they want to hear. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, you know, but anyway, it, it's, it, it's something that I've had to remind myself of, too. Same here. Yeah. But uh, it, like I said with this show, but here's the thing. God is perfect, but he's mm-hmm. not a perfectionist, right? God himself is perfect, but he's not a perfectionist. He doesn't expect you not to fall, but he does expect you to get back up and keep trying. That's the point. You're the one putting the unrealistic and lofty um, expectations on yourself, not God. We have to remember that. The devil's the one in your head saying, you didn't get this done, so you're not good enough for God. Or man, you, you, I can't believe you can't you know, complete a nine-day novena. You can't complete a novena. Or you push and saying, I want to fit fast for three days, only water. Right. That's, it's difficult to do. It is difficult. Yeah. And God, God just asks you to do the things that he's asking of you, not right. all these other lofty expectations. Like for a guy to sit down and say, you know, I'm doing nothing in my spiritual life, but now I'm going to go to daily mass. I'm going to go to confession once a week. I'm going to go to adoration three times a week. I'm going to say a rosary and I'm going to say the Divine Mercy Chaplet right. and I'm going to pray with my kids every night. You're going to fail a lot of that like, because mm-hmm. you're trying to bite off more than you can chew. God doesn't want you to become holy overnight. It'd be great if you could. He wants you to start working in the things that he's Towards put in that, front of you right. and with the tools that he's put in front of you and the relationships that he's put in your life. Not to try to start something and take such a big bite, you're going to choke. right? He does not want you to fail. And so we, when a perfectionist has that view, you start to think, well, God wants me to fail. God doesn't set this up for me to fail. And I'm never going to be good enough, so why even try? So we got to get that out of our mind and realize that's not God doing that. That's us putting that on ourselves. Look, God sent his son because we're not perfect. We should take solace in that. So when you think that God is judging me because I can't do what he wants me to do, remember that he knew that he had to send his son to die because you couldn't do it yourself. Mm -hmm. You couldn't save yourself. So he knows that you're not perfect. So we need to start believing that in in our lives and, and quit worrying about trying to get everything right that you could possibly do in the Catholic Church. All the rituals and the prayers and all these things, you don't need to fill your life with so much of that that you're never going to be able to do it. Right. You just need to see where God is speaking to you in your life and what he is asking of you and then get good at those things. And the things that you're not able to accomplish right now, save them for another day when He, he when he's allowing you to get better at those things. Right. You can't memorize a catechism within like six months. Right. Yeah. Right. Only Deacon Jeff can <laughs> do that. It's, right. it's crazy. <laughs> The guy, like, sometimes he'll just start reading pages of the catechism. There's no book around. It's the craziest thing. (laughs) But also, don't buy into the negative. Focus on the positive. Negativity serves no purpose other than to keep you down and to keep you from attempting to move forward. Keep showing up. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell guys in our men's group all the time when they call me and they're like, John, I felt, keep showing up. Doesn't matter. Keep showing up. Father Martell told me that in the confessional, the first time I ever went to confession with him. All that stuff I told you or that I told him that I thought was going to blow him away, said, okay, we're done with that. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. No, but did you hear what I said? Keep showing up. Mm -hmm. Keep showing up. That's in the past. So that's the same thing I'm going to say to you guys. Keep showing up. Focus on the positive, not the negative. And look, there's a line from a Chris Stapleton song. He says, nobody wins afraid of losing. That's the truth. You can't win the medal if you never join the race. You can't let fear hold you back. So all these excuses of I'm never going to be able to, to do the things like other Catholic men are doing, or I'm never going to be able to be better than I am, you can't win if you're afraid of losing. So stop. Like nobody, You're not allowed to sit on the bench because you're afraid you're not going to win the game. right? God's not asking that of you. He wants you to get in there. It doesn't matter your skill set or anything else. He just wants you to have the effort. And he wants you to start trying in your life. And if you can do that, 
then you're going to make a lot of headway and you're going to slowly start becoming the man that God's calling you to be. So don't get caught up in a lot of that stuff that a lot of people do, right? You get that that excitement, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, and then you go to your local Catholic bookstore and buy 37 books on the <laughs> on right. everything and then wonder why, you know, 6 months later you hadn't even read one of them. Like don't bite off more than you can chew. Go find the things that you're comfortable with, ask God what he where he wants you to start. You know, have those relationships in your life. Go to the people you trust that can lead you into what you need to be doing to grow a little bit at a time. But don't get caught up in this mistake of if I can't do it perfect or if I can't check everything on this list of boxes that somebody put in front of me, then I am then I can't do this. And you stop. Don't be that guy. Be the guy that is going to t- sit there and, and, and slowly chisel away at it, right? It's, it's a marathon, not a race. So if we can do that, guys, I think we're going to be a lot happier. Um, you, you focus more on the positive than you do the failure. So let's, we're going to take all that to prayer in here in just a minute. I want to remind everybody again, if you want to become a patron of Just a Guy in the Pew, uh, if you want some of the extra content we're going to be doing, like I'm interviewing Jason Everett finally tomorrow. Uh, we got that rescheduled. I'm also interviewing Dr. Peter Kreef tomorrow. We've got one coming out with Dr. Bob Schutz. And then I've got Chris Stefanik and um, John Zablon coming up in the next few weeks as well. So if you want to be able to get some of those extra you know, 15 to 45-minute interviews with some of these guys that you may be a fan of, then you're going to find that on our patron site. Um, so there's a lot of reasons to join, but the biggest one, as I always say, is that you're able to help other men. When that guy told me that thing about confession, he went to confession or scheduled that time for the first time in 30 years, I literally broke into tears mm-hmm. because you know we never know what impact this is going to have. We just put it in God's hands. But um, things like that are possible because of your contributions if you're a patron. And if you're a guy that's looking to help other men and don't know how, then this is a way for you to do it where you can join this team. I mean, it really is your ministry. It's your your opportunity to um, to help other men. So please, guys, take it. You can go to justaguyinthepew.com. You can sign up there by hitting support. You can go to patreon.com slash pewministries. Sign up there uh, as well. That's the direct site. You, you, you uh, choose your level of donation, and that's what you'll do every month, and you'll receive the, the cool gifts and the merchandise that we have there that go along with it. But either way, guys, it's an opportunity for you to... to to join in to um, the mission of, of evangelization here at Just a Guy in the Pew. But I hear that music. So in the words of St. Augustine, this is the perfection of a man, to find out his own imperfection. So guys, embrace the knowledge of your imperfection so you can understand your need for God. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, perfectionism is a dangerous roadblock in the spiritual life for men. It leads to fear of failure, procrastination, and depression that ultimately lead us away from you. Help us to understand that it is not perfection you seek in us, but a commitment to move forward. And Father, whenever we feel depressed about being imperfect, remind us that is exactly how we come to understand that we need you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.